everybody. What's up, everybody? This is Jesus. Yo, yo, this is Will. How's everybody doing today? Uh, we're just two guys sitting in a basement <laughs> doing a podcast. Doing a podcast for you guys. So, <laughs> enjoy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, our goal here is to, to try to provide as much valuable content as we can for you guys and give you our work experience, our experience to, to give you guys uh, a better way to maneuver and navigate in today's job market. And just talk about fun topics. So um, that's kind of what we want to do here. And we'll also expand way more topics as we go. Um, and just a little bit about uh, who we are. You know, like we said, uh, this is uh, Will and Jesus. And uh, we're both employees. Uh, we work with a, a staffing agency called Forge Industrial Staffing. Uh, we're both based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, I've been with Forge for 11 years now. Jesus, you've been with Forge Not for about four two, years. Four years? <laughs> that's, yeah, uh, two that's years. It, it felt like two years because it had gone so fast. Yeah, you know, it, it does. It's fun with you. It does feel like it was two years. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we both started off uh, as just uh, recruiters with Forge Industrial Staffing. I started off as a part-time recruiter, and uh, you started off as a full-time, and we kind of uh, worked our way to uh, different positions with the company. I don't know how we did it. Yeah. <laughs> we manipulated a few people. And, uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> For Got sure. into positions that we really enjoy. Uh, I, uh, I'm an operational manager with one of our markets. And, uh, I do uh, a little I bit do, of everything. As soon as yeah, it. a little bit of everything. So <laughs> I do coordinating, and then I also do marketing with the wonderful people in the marketing department. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I just started doing this. This is something new for for both Will and I. Yeah. Uh, but. We're, we're definitely ready to see what the fruits of this podcast are going to bring to us. You're going to bring us fame, right? wealth, and power. and <laughs> We're no, going to have fun with it for sure. Yeah, we, we just want to give everybody a good time and uh, provide value more than anything. Yeah, for sure. You know, one of the things that we do want to talk about in, in this podcast um, is, you know, what, what what's out there. You know, uh, there's a lot of uh, opportunities, especially nowadays. Um, where you see a lot, um, you, you see this like this migration of people who are leaving their jobs and looking for other opportunities uh, because there are so many opportunities out there. You know, oh for sure. You know, back in my days when I was looking for work, you know, it was kind of just like take what there was, right? And nowadays, it's kind of you can actually sit down and look at a menu, kind of like jobs, and kind of pick what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, the worker really has a say into what they're going to do and. You know, it's really the worker's time now versus back in the day. The, yeah. It was like the jobs pretty much controlled much of what, what the possibilities were for yeah. the employees. Yeah. It's definitely an employee market. So, oh, yeah. So sure. we, we want to kind of talk about stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, we want to talk about just different things out there and some of the funny th stuff that we see. Yeah. Um, you know, people looking for work and, and some of the stories that we hear out there. Oh, yeah. That's kind of crazy, kind of the stuff that you hear out there. And so, uh, we're going to have a few topics and we're going to have fun with this. And, you know, there'll be some serious uh, advice and tips out there as well for you guys who, who may be looking for work. And I just hope that you guys have fun. And at some point during this whole podcast series, um, we're hoping that uh, we get uh, some listeners. Um, yeah. You know, it's not just me and Jesus City here talking into the air. And that uh, Eventually we do get some listeners and you guys ask questions and, and we can have fun with, uh, with those people out there. And, See what we can do with this. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, we're looking for wealth and power, so please help us out, yeah. you guys. <laughs> um, it's funny. Well, not funny. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, the the employees resigning. Do you, I know you've been a manager for some time, but yeah. 
you know, in, in, in my office, you know, we've kind of been, uh, I'll use the word blessed, yeah. uh, because I haven't really seen that in our office, but you know, us as a company, we've definitely seen some high turnover right. uh, with people uh, leaving and, you know, it really is up to the company, you know, what kind of opportunities you do provide right. uh, to those employees because nowadays, you know, and I, I speak for myself too, you don't want to just go into your workplace and do your job and every single day and that's all you do is just your job because it does get boring. Yeah. And so you do want to provide um, different opportunities um, and I think we do a really good job of doing that. Um, I mean, you're a witness to that, right? Mm -hmm. so you came in as a coordinator and we have uh, different opportunities for you to kind of exercise what you like to do yeah. you know and i get it you know coming into the office and making phone calls and being at your computer all day it's very rare the people who enjoy doing that every single day of their life yeah. um you know it's a good job but you, you definitely want to be able to exercise the things that you really do enjoy and you for example you you're the kind of guy that enjoys social media enjoys marketing and enjoys right. that kind of stuff so that opportunity being there i don't think if that opportunity if that opportunity opportunity wasn't there i don't think you would have made it this far with forge industrial right. staff you definitely would have been out there looking for another oh, opportunity yeah, for sure. and so i think sure. that uh, you know because of those opportunities our office uh, hasn't seen a lot of turnover um, but we, we are definitely seeing that as a well, company. Like as we're a, definitely yeah, seeing, as seeing a, that out there like as an industry, we could definitely see that, you know, em employees are oh yeah having a say in you know yeah. the pay rate, and they are able to push that by oh, numbers yeah. and or resign in large large numbers. I think the pandemic impacted us in ways that we weren't ready for. I mean, it's not anything that I lived during my time until now, and I'm sure you hadn't seen anything sure. like that before. Yeah, um, it was just very different to see all those people resign or not resign, but like take the pandemic as a way to like evaluate their work-life balance mm -hmm. and, and uh, look into other avenues, whether it's working from home or finding other routes of employment. Um, but I know that during that time we were, we weren't challenged necessarily, but it, it was very different for us as a company mm -hmm. um, and trying to recruit for new people and that sort of thing. Um, you know, when we're referring to that, the recruiting aspect, for sure, there was like a huge shift um, in how that looked for us. Um, that pandemic definitely was like a reset button for a lot right. of people where they were, you know, they were working and they were comfortable and they were making a living. Maybe they weren't happy, but, you know, and their, and their mindset was kind of like, you know, I got to pay the bills, right? Yeah, for sure. And then all of a sudden this pandemic happened and we were kind of forced, a lot of people were forced to stay home. And yeah. And uh, find other ways to uh, make a living, and, and I think that definitely opened up those uh, avenues of like, okay, I, I got to do something different. I right. want to do something different. Now this is the opportunity for me to do something different, and, and make that transition. Yeah, ma and definitely make that transition. And then you know, it, it it definitely you know that started like three years ago. We're still seeing the effects that it had sure. on us. I think also like that that has long lasting effects. Because there's still people that work from home. There's still people that prefer remote work versus like staying in the office uh, for the same amount of hours. Yeah. Do you think that's something that's going to stay? You know, the, and I do I do read articles on, on stuff like that. And they are talking about uh, now they're kind of seeing a slowdown 
and that whole uh, migrating force of you know employees that are going from job to job, they are seeing a bit of a slowdown in yeah. that now where people are kind of looking for stability. In fact, I had an interview today um, with, a, with a young lady who, who was telling me that she was working from home yeah. uh, because of this whole pandemic situation. Um, she found that, that opportunity having kids and everything, and, and, and she loved it as long as it lasted. Um, but she came in her office and I asked her like, you know, what, what, what's making you leave that position and and looking for something different? And she said, well, working at home, I'm kind of tired of that now. And I want to get back into the workforce and I want to get around people and be able to have that, that time with actual people. Right. And, um, so we are kind of seeing that. And and one of the words that she used was stability. She's looking for that stability. Um, and so we are kind of seeing that a bit of a slowdown with the whole migration and, and all of that and seeing people looking for a little bit more of stability and whether that's working from home or working in an office, but they are looking to kind of, okay, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of jumping around, going from job to job. And, and now I kind of just want to find my place and, right. and make my home. So we are kind of seeing a little bit of a slowdown, but we're definitely still seeing the effects, yeah. especially in the recruiting world uh, where people are still, you know, they start a job today and then, you know, come Monday, they're looking for a new job because yeah. they didn't like, you know, a certain aspect of the job that they have. Now. Yeah. I mean, definitely working from home isn't for anybody, everybody. Yeah. You know, some, some people don't have the equipment to work from home. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like companies should also make it more inviting to get back to the office yeah. um, and, and do things to attract more people to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we are seeing that in the workforce, you know, in a lot of workplaces where they're kind of getting rid of that, that cubicle mentality mm-hmm. where like, this is your workspace, do your job. Yeah. We're seeing a lot, a lot of offices, a lot of workplaces changing that mentality and making it more, you know, come on in, we're a family, yeah. you know, right. and making time to like, Hey, let's just, you know, it doesn't always have to be work. You know, we can have fun. We can goof around and, and, and talk a little bit while we're doing work, you know, and, we walk into a lot of companies, you know, being in the in the in the staffing industry, uh, where we're walk, we're walking into these clients, these companies, mm-hmm. and they're saying to us like, "Hey, once upon a time, it was against our policy to have headphones and cell phones on the work oh, yeah. on the work floor, and now they're 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 changing that that rule, and they're saying it's making a huge difference for yeah. our workforce, where people are are happy to come to work now because sure. they can have their headphones in while they're working." You know, obviously taking into consideration safety and all that. Right. But um, they're making that change because, you know, they want, again, they want people to feel comfortable. And if that helps you feel comfortable, just having a headphone in, listening to your podcast, hopefully listening to this podcast, your favorite podcast. Um, you know, they're at work listening yeah. to that and, and they're doing their job and they're still being productive, you know. Right. And, and in a lot of places, I've walked into companies where they're like, we're seeing them even be more productive because of this. So. Yeah. You know, being able to kind of think outside the box, you don't think that's a huge thing for people, but obviously, right. you know, and data proves it is. Yeah, for sure. And as technology progresses, companies have to make adjustments to to cater to these people yeah. and to try to provide a place where, you know, uh, these people can work comfortably. Yeah. And, I, you know, we're working with a different generation as well, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, in working with you, there's times where I'm kind of like, I am, I'm the old man. You know, I see myself and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm my father now when I'm asking these questions. You know, you show me those videos that you make on on a TikTok or, yeah. you know, whatever, Instagram. And I'm like, how did you do that? And you're like, well, that's just on the app. And I'm like, yeah. what? You know, that blows my mind. And I, I get on my phone to try and I'm like, I can't figure this out. So, you, you you know, you're dealing with a whole different generation of people who who have skills, who have talents. Um, and we just got to be able to 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 take advantage of those talents. Right. 
you know, and, and put those people in a position where they do enjoy the job, you know. This generation, I don't see a lot of kids from this generation wanting to sit at a desk all day, you know, just clicking away at a keyboard. Right. You know, they kind of want it. They want to stand up. They want to walk around. They want to. And so we got to be able to to adapt to that. Right. You know, we still need we still need people to work and, and make the products and, and, and get the, you know, the data or whatever it is out there. Um, and so these people are definitely needed. And so we got to adapt to the workforce and the workplace and, and get these people to work. Do you believe in the term that uh, goes like uh, if you don't adapt, you die? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, you see that over and over again with a lot of companies yeah. where, you know, they found their niche, they found their way, and they just stuck to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and they did that for 20, 30 years, and then all of a sudden their 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 billing is going down. And, yeah. and, you know, they're losing business because they did not adapt to the, that generation, right. for sure. And so, um, you know, that's a little bit of what we're going to talk about in these podcasts, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, talking about those technology that's coming in and and a few of the things that, uh, you know, different people are going to try uh, to to adapt to these different things. And, you know, one of the things that we did want to talk about was, um, you know, Governor Whitmer um, here in Michigan. You know, she she's uh, putting up this grant for 200K. Yeah, $200,000 in grant money to anybody who's uh, willing to provide a solution for farming in uh, Michigan. So, I mean, that I mean, exactly what we're talking about. And know. that's just for farming. Yeah. Yeah. Those new, you know, innovative ways of uh, using the technology, using the, the this generation who's used to that kind of stuff. Right. And, and, and you know, taking advantage of what ideas and, and, and thoughts they may have may have to help. You know, farming's been around for decades. You know what I mean? It's been, yeah. been around forever. Yeah. But uh, technology uh, is definitely something that's new every day. And so, being able to use that, use the the, the generation who, who can bring in new technology to make farming even better. You know, it's it's a pretty cool idea. I think. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it would also help the the growth of Michigan as a whole. If we invest and give back into the, the communities and give back to the people that are willing to solve the problems that Michigan has, and I think other states should do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also um, given other grants to other businesses as a whole, not just for people that are willing to do like innovations within farming, but um, she also talked a little bit about uh, a Gentex expansion in Sealand. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah, for sure. We used to work with Gentex not at Cascade, but um, in Holland, our Holland market, our Holland yep. market, yep. and uh, so they are expanding their their business into well, they're in Zealand, but they're expanding it. Yeah. So um, they're talking about hundreds of jobs, you know, opportunities that are going to become available, and that's awesome. You know, it's really good to hear that kind of stuff here, especially closer to home. Yeah, where those sure. opportunities are coming up for sure. Uh, but going back to like the whole technology of. of you know, the, the, the grant that she's given, I, I love that kind of stuff. You know, and I was looking, uh, when I heard about that, I really clicked, look online and some of the technology that's already out there. Yeah. And there was, uh, something that I read, uh, really quick. It was about a, a laser scarecrow <laughs> and it was like this technology. Obviously everybody knows what a scarecrow is, right? right. You use this to scare birds away. And so they've got this new kind of scarecrow that has a laser. And it's there to scare the rodents and uh, the birds away. So stuff like that, you never think about, like, put a laser in a scarecrow. Yeah. You know, it's something, 
it seems easy, simple, but nobody thought about it until somebody came around and was like, let's put a laser in a scarecrow. Seat. So what happens <laughs> with, when a cat sees that? Are they going to chase it out? I, I can be honest with you. I don't know exactly how <laughs> how the laser works, but it's, you know, it's just interesting to see different things like that. Uh, you know, being able to use the technology that's already there yeah. and kind of building on that or bringing something totally new into it. That's going to definitely, like you said, it's there to uh, better uh, the, the society or better the community that's around that. And uh, we definitely uh, are seeing it more and more. And it's kind of scary uh, where, you know, uh, that, that scarcity of food, you know, you go to Walmart, you go to Meyer. And, you know, I love bananas. And I go there and I'm like, where are the bananas, dude? There's no bananas. And it kind of freaks you out, right? Yeah. And so um, it's kind of cool that, you know, they're looking into that and, and trying to provide uh, different ways of, of giving back to the community so that I can go to Meyer and find my bananas and have some delicious bananas. And, and who knows what kind of technology they'll bring out. And, and it's going to be get a blue bunch of bananas. Banana ads yeah. on your phone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Bananas like, <laughs> places. As soon as I walk out of here, that's exactly what's going to happen when we get on yeah. my phone and there's going to be an ad there about bananas. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, that's what technology is all about. And then uh, going back, and I know that uh, Gentex had been looking at for some time on making that expansion. And, yeah, um, they were looking about it for two years yeah. before they were able to get approved for that. Yeah, looking at different areas, looking at different uh, pieces of land that they wanted to possibly build on. And, and it's kind of cool that they decided, you know, we're going to stay home. You know, that's where they're from. And yeah. so they decided well, also to continue I think to that people right are there. realizing that Michigan as a whole has a lot more value than, that, than it's given yeah. credit for. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these companies I've been noticing, like, Amazon is definitely here. I mean, they should be, but that's right. Yeah, a, a huge we just Amazon opened an Amazon warehouse. What, it was like three years ago, two years ago. So it's kind of cool to see that kind of stuff coming home. You know, closer to home. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you kind of see like in California. Right. You know, you hear about it in you know Florida, these big places. You're like, oh, they're opening an Amazon. Yeah, that's obvious, right? Right. But then when you hear like here in Grand Rapids, you're like, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Gentex being able to make that expansion, that's definitely going to provide a lot of opportunities uh, for people who like to work in that kind of industry. Um, you're not talking about just like people on an assembly line. You've got engineers. You've got, I mean, there's so many different possibilities there. Um, so that's kind of cool that they're able to, to expand, especially in these times. Yeah. You know, where, where you kind of heard a lot about companies shutting down. You know, Gentex is still strong and they're still there and, yeah. and they're able to do that. Do you think that we're ever going to like, bounce back from the uh, automotive boom that we had. I mean, that's what we were known for. And then there was a collapse. Do you think that we're ever going to get to that point where we're back on top? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I, I do think that there you're, you are going to see some changes. Yeah. You know, there's there, there are definitely going to be some changes coming through. I mean, we're already kind of seeing some of that stuff. For sure. Where, you know, you got Tesla who's coming out. You know, people, once upon a time, they were like, no way that, you know, there's going to be an electric car that's, that runs only on electricity. That's never going to happen. We're never going to see something like that. You know, I remember people saying that just five years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you now you got a company or like Tesla that's questioning the safety of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do think, and, and now we're seeing companies, these automotive companies that are very well known, Toyota, you know, you've got Ford and all these guys. I, Ford just came out with an electric truck. They're all hopping on that wave of yeah. this is what's going to be popular or yeah. necessary in the near future yeah. and we should innovate yeah. to not lose our business. Yeah. And, and we've had that technology for some time. Yeah. And I think it was just a lot of people 
they got complacent and, you know, this works for us and we're going to just stick with this. But now we're getting to a point where I think this pandemic, like I said before, just hit that reset button. Yeah. And, sure. you know, and because of it, we saw, you know, this inflation of everything and including gas now. And so a lot of people are saying, no, what, what's the alternative? Because I can't keep spending five dollars, you know, uh, oh, gas price you know, yeah, a, a gallon. Um, you know, that's like 300 bucks a month just on gas. Yeah. So, you know, for a lot of people, they're looking for those alternatives. So it's kind of cool to, to kind of walk into a dealership and see, you know, the F-150 electric, or yeah. Jeep Wrangler electric, you know, it, it's good. you're definitely going to see it come back. There's definitely going to be a boom in that, but we are going to see some change. We are going to see these companies adapting to what's happening now and, and uh, hopefully it happens sooner rather it's, than later. <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned that because I was reading the, this uh, article by LinkedIn Business. And they said that in uh, 2030, one of the most popular jobs is going to be the uh, automatic car mechanic. So, I mean, they're already looking into possibilities of what pos what positions are going to be available in the future, and uh, and and that's interesting. Yeah, uh, we did talk a little bit about that earlier before this podcast, where they were talking about the jobs of the future, mm -hmm. right? Like in 2030, these are going to be the top jobs that you're going to be looking for, or the most. Yeah, yeah, the most interesting. So it is interesting, you know, uh, just a couple of months ago, we had a conversation um, pertaining to kind of, you know, people's fear of bringing technology into the workforce and how it's going to force people away. You know, we're going to have all these robots replacing us. And so, you know, there was a lot of people like, well, you know, that, that's scary. Like, I mean, I'm not going to have a job because a, ro a robot's going to replace me. I mean, it's a possibility. For sure. And I mean... But you also got to think, it know, is, go ahead. Yeah, it is kind of scary, but I, I think that more people should start looking into other types of work instead of looking at the negatives of like what right. it's going to, because it, it might get rid of positions that nobody wants to do anyways. Right. So like, you know, repetitive positions and that sort of thing. Right. You're bringing these robots in to replace positions where they're already having issues finding people, right? Yeah. So you're going to have these positions where, you know, Joe Smo's always calling off. Right. You know, he calls off two days a week, every week. So, you know, we got to find somebody who can replace it. Well, obviously you're going to bring a robot in because you know the robot's going to be there every single day. So like right. you said, it's definitely going to replace those positions that people really don't want anyways. Yeah. But it's also going to create new opportunities. Yeah. You know, and you, like you just said, one of the positions yeah. that's going to be available is this engineering position. Somebody's got to create the machine. Right. Somebody's got to run the machine. Or so. operate the machine. Yeah, we already sure. have machine operators. Yeah. It would just be to uh, a new level. And these, I mean, these robots, these machines are just coming in to make it easier. Yeah. To make it faster so that we're able to push things out a little faster and a lot, of, a lot easier. Yeah. So it's not really replacing. I mean, yeah, they're going to be replacing people, but it's creating other opportunities for us. And, and also, I think it's going to help humanity as a whole grow because we're not going to have to rely so much on like doing these simple tasks and probably, you know, do things that are, um, how, how, would I, how do I put this? Um, things that make you have to think a little bit harder of, you know, instead of like packaging something, you're probably going to have to engineer something or you're probably going to operate something. So I think positions aren't going to be like, as simple in mm -hmm. the future as yeah. they are as they are currently you you are 100 percent right yeah i mean it's going to take a lot more brain power but i mean you sit down with a kid you know i sit down with like my, my nephew 
you know, and I sit down with him and, and the stuff that he's able to do on his phone, the stuff he's able to do with the TV, the things that he's able to do with video games. Yeah. And I sit down and I go, holy cow, when I was that age, I was out in the field kicking a ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to be able to see him work that technology, understand that technology, and, and it's so easy for him. Yeah. Where I'm looking at it, you know, I'm scratching my head and where, where's the where's the, the handbook so I can understand this thing. This kid comes in and he's like, boom, 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 here it is, done. You know, it's like spreading butter on a piece of toast for him. Yeah. You know, it's that easy for him. And so we are going to see this technology coming in and it's going to be, obviously it's going to use a lot more brain power to come up with it, but these kids can handle it. Yeah. You know, it's going to be something that's going to be for them for sure. Yeah. Um, but like one of those positions that we were talking about uh, earlier, you know, like an organ creator, you know, you hear stuff like that and you're like, what is that? Right. Yeah. And so you got these engineers who are going to come in and create organs yeah. for our bodies and stem cells. And so like, that's incredible. Yeah. To me, that's outstanding. Like, we're able to help people survive longer, live longer, do more, uh, you know, and, and expand uh, our lives because of those people are going to become be able to come in and create a brand new organ for my body. Yeah. You know, I think that's it blows my mind. I don't know how they're going to do it. And I don't understand the process, but I think that's incredible. You know, and that's just, you know, 10 years from now that that's going to become a position that people right. are going to be looking for. So it's kind of cool to see stuff like that. I really like it. But what else we got here? Uh, so we talked about the future. Yes. <laughs> let's talk about now. Yeah. What are we seeing now? You know, and some of the things that we're seeing in the world today, um, we talked a little bit about earlier, you know, people job hopping and stuff like that. Um, I mean, if you're job hopping, great. You're looking for a great opportunity. Awesome. Look for those opportunities. Look for those, those, uh, uh, the thing that makes you happy. Yeah. You know, I do think that that's uh, obviously something you want to do in your life. If you're going to have to spend eight to 10 hours, eight to 12 hours anywhere, be happy where you're at. So, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not against the whole job hopping thing. Um, look for what you're, you're is going to make you happy in life. But if that's what you're going to do, know how to do it. Right. right. And so when we're talking about knowing how to do it, when you're entering, uh, like going into an interview. What does that need to look like when you're filling out a resume? What does that need to look like? You know, and a lot of these kids kind of uh, come in and I could say this because I mean, I'm a manager. I sit down and I interview quite a few people and sometimes I've got people coming in and it's like, really, is this what, <laughs> is this what's happening where they're coming into the office? You know, and they've got short pants and a t-shirt and their resume looks like they literally just did it on their cell phone while they were waiting in the car. I mean, they could have, yeah. but at least, like, check your grammar. Yeah, or, you know. exactly. So they come in and they're, you know, here it is. And, and you kind of sit there and you're like, it's not the fact that this is how you're coming in. It's, it's what it, well, how I interpret it. Right. What it means to me is kind of like, you don't care. Right. And if you don't care about the interview, you're really not going to care about the job. What? key points would you say an interview has to have in order to be like top notch? You know, and, and when I, when I walked into, you know, this is, we're talking about 15 years ago, <laughs> you know, when I started looking for work. Um, and so I, I walked in, I always walked in with a suit, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of the job that I was going into. I mean, I'm, I'm working in a basement. My first job was working in a basement in a library. 
you know, and, and really all I did in there was just put books on the shelf all day and play really loud music. And you went with a suit? And my interview, I walked in with a suit. Dressed for impress? <laughs> yeah. So, you, you, I mean, that's 15 years ago. Obviously, we, we don't have those expectations today. When I do an interview and I'm bringing somebody in, I don't expect them to come in in a suit. I don't right. expect them to even come in in a dress shirt or a tie. But, you know, come in uh, uh, presenting yourself. You know what I mean? When you're going on a date, if you think of it that way, you're going on a date, you want to present your best self. You know, you, you're going to take that shower, right? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to put on the cologne. You're going to get a nice shirt. It may not be a dress shirt, but it's going to be your nice shirt. It's not going to be all wrinkled up and it's got a chocolate stain on the front. You're going to wear some nice pants. You're going to present yourself to that person. And when you present yourself to anybody that you like, you want to present your best. Yeah, the best. Right? And then later on, they can find out, you know, about all the, the bad and negative stuff, right? They can find out that you love Doritos and, and, and that you There's sit on your couch all day and you just eat them up and you got, you know, Dorito stains all over your T-shirt, right? They can figure that out later. But in the beginning, you want them to see the best of you. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're walking to interview, you know, wh whether it be a job that you really want or it's just, you know, I'm, I'm just looking for work to pay the bills, still go in presenting yourself to the best of your ability, giving your best to that interview yeah. because you never know what opportunities could open up from that position. You know, you're, you're walking into a position, for example, me, I walked into this position to this company as a part-time recruiter. I had no thought in my mind of, I'm going to stay with this company, you know, for, for 10, 15 years and, and expand with them. That wasn't my thought. My thought was I'm going to walk into this place. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to work there part-time, go to school and then get the job that I really want. Yeah. Right. But you never know what opportunities are going to open up. And that's how I started. You know, I presented myself. I gave my best. And then these opportunities started to open up. And so I'm still here because yeah. of those opportunities. So you never know what could happen in the future. Yeah. And I think also like dressing to impress is, is a good thing, both for the person that's interviewing you yeah. and for yourself, because you put yourself at a higher position and you think better of yourself if you you know, you look good. Yeah. And, and when you talk about, you know, dressing uh, to make yourself feel better, I mean, that's something that's already been proven scientifically. Yeah. You know, when they sit down and, and study that kind of stuff, the way you dress really does affect your mindset. Yeah. You know, when you put on the, the really nice, I don't, I don't know what the kids wear nowadays, the, the Air Forces, right? Or they put on the really nice uh, uh, Gucci shirt. It makes you feel really nice, right? Yeah. It makes you feel like I've got money, you know, I've, yeah. I've got power, I'm somebody. Or just to be clean. Yeah, just to be clean. You're walking around and you feel good about yeah. yourself and people can feel that. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they read those vibes. They feel those vibes. And so it is important, like you said, if I'm walking into an interview and I want confidence, well, then dress with confidence. Yeah. You know, dress uh, to impress that person. Dress, I always live by the motto, dress for the job you want. Right. So I'm going in, I'm sitting down and I'm just going to talk to you about a recruiting position, but I want the management position. Well, I'm going to dress like a manager. Yeah. Right. And so I'm going to go in there. I'm going to impress these people as much as possible and thinking long term. Yeah. You know, I'm not thinking, you know, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to impress these guys. And in two weeks, I'm going to be a manager. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? you got to work yourself up to it. Yeah. So you got to have that long term mentality going into an interview. Regardless of the position you're going in for, you want to dress to impress, right? Yeah. So, but obviously you don't want to, like you were mentioning when you're walking into a client, right? So I'm not going to go in there 
in, in you know, a vest, uh, a jacket, I got a tie on, if I'm walking into an industrial company. Right. Because if I'm walking and looking like that, they're going to look at me and like, who does this guy think he is? Yeah. So obviously you want to you want to dress accordingly because if I'm going to sit down with a guy who, who works in an industrial company and I look like that, he's going to look at me like, I can't really, I can't relate to this guy. Yeah. Right. So I go in there. I'm obviously going to dress to impress. Maybe, you know, a nice little you know, a, a, a button down shirt. Right. Tuck it in maybe. Right. Or I could do a polo shirt with some jeans. Just make sure I look clean. No holes, no frays, no stains. Yeah. And walk in there and, and, and be able to sit down and relate with these guys and have conversations with them. So, But also you should dress like to be safe. Yeah. To be safe. Because a lot of the companies that we do work with, they do have protocols and procedures that people have to follow. So like have side heels for your glasses in your case or safety glasses or steel toe boots or, you know, you also have to pay attention to that. Like, am I doing a welding position? Or am I a forklift driver? Yeah. You know, take those things into consideration because at the end of the day, if you're a, I don't know, a, a welder and don't have your welding equipment or don't have any knowledge of how to use your welding equipment, then the company or the client is going to say, well, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so there's certain things that you should also keep in mind when you, whether it's an industrial position or not, right. make sure that you have those things for the position that you apply to. Mm-hmm. Be prepared more than more than anything. And when you go into an interview, you know the way you dress can leave a lasting impression mm-hmm. on those people. You know, you and me, we work in a staffing office, right? And we work with people who are looking for industrial work. Yeah. So the majority of the people coming in are, you know, jeans and t-shirts. But then, you know, once in a while, we'll have somebody come in dressed really nice. Yeah. You know, they've got their 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 casual pants on. They've got their dress pants on. They're coming in on a button, you know, shirt and it's tucked in and, it, you know, they obviously put some care into it. Right. Yeah. And they come into the office and everybody in the office is like, whoa, check this guy out. Yeah. And it leaves they a lasting impression. Internally. Right. I think a couple of, well, I'm not sure if it was you, but I, I thought I heard that our office hired somebody that came in for a uh, external position and then they got an internal position because of. Yeah, their character. it's definitely happened in our office. I can't say that I've, I've hired anybody, but there's definitely been consideration. You know, somebody comes in looking like that, looking to 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 work through our agency, not at our agency. Right. right. And, and they come in looking a certain way and it does. It leaves a, a lasting impression on the people helping them. And they've come to me and they say, hey, this guy came in. They had a great attitude. They dressed really nice. They obviously care about the, the job that they're looking for. They obviously uh, uh, put time and thought into how they dress and, and their resume and all these right. things. I think they would be a good fit for the internal position here at Forge. Yeah. You know, and I've heard other offices have hired those people in, and it turned out to be great. You know, I think there we even had people on the board of directors. That, that's exactly what happened with them. They came in looking for this job working through Forge, and yeah. now – they hold a pretty nice position at our company. Yeah. So you definitely want to dress uh, to impress the people that are, are, are sitting down with you. I've had, I, I'm telling you, man, I've had interviews where people came in and it looked like they were literally, they just got off their couch. They were just playing some video games and, oh, it's time for my interview. And literally just got it from the couch, got in the car and came over. And they walk in. I'm like, dude, you couldn't even iron your shirt? Yeah. You know, I had one guy that he looked like he just woke up from bed and his hair was like literally like standing up. Like it looked like he had, you know, bedhead. 
and he just walked into the office like that. And, and regardless of what the resume looked like, and you guys can, I mean, say whatever you want to say. Maybe I'm being a little, being a little too discriminatory when it comes to stuff like that, but it says a lot to me Right. when you come in looking like that, it, it says to me, you don't care. Right. You don't care. And if you don't care about the interview, you're definitely not going to care about the job. Why would I hire you in? Companies are being more lenient on those sort of things. I do think that companies are getting desperate. Yeah. You know, you think that is why they're being lenient or you think that people are just because, I mean, the newer generation probably wouldn't care too much if you have like tattoos. Right. Or, you know, what have you. Piercings so, and stuff like that. No, we're not, you know, this unless the generation is not looking for that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the the, the 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 way you dress definitely. I still sure. think that's a part of it. Yeah. You know, I remember when you came in, yeah. you know, being a younger kid, you coming into the office, you dressed to impress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that did that did impress me. That did, you know, I looked at you and I was like, here's a kid that cares. Yeah. Here's a kid that's looking, you know, at, at a future and it possibly wants to stay with Forge long distance. You know, why wouldn't I want to hire him in? So it is important on how you dress. But again, thinking about where you're going, you know, the long term. Yeah. That yeah. should always be. Always on. think about like, where could this take me? Right. I don't know what opportunities are behind this closed door. Right. So I'm going to go in there and, and, and do my best. And who knows? Who and, knows where that can lead That's um, interesting because, I mean, as a staffing agency, our goal is to get somebody from a temp position to a hired in position. Yeah. And so any employee that's coming through us should always think that, you know, this position might be temporary now, but eventually I do want to get hired into the company or at least get some experience so I could get hired in elsewhere. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people have a misconception that we are just providing temporary work, yeah. which is true in a sense, but they have the option to make it temporary or make it something that is long lasting. Sure. And I think that's the case with any job, right? Um, you know, there's these kids who, who, who I keep saying kids and I, I mean, no offense by that. Right. But what I mean by that is like these, just younger people yeah, for sure. who, who go into a, a work environment and their mentality is I'm going to be CEO. Yeah. You know, and they're working on the, you know, packaging a box and they're like, well, I'm not a CEO, so I'm out of here. Yeah. You got to work your way up to that, buddy. Yeah. You know, you've got to get the experience. You got to get the life experience to get to that point in your life. I think that comes a lot with the instant gratification that we have. Yeah. Like if you want something, yeah. you could just go on your phone and you get it. Yeah. You want a package from Amazon or whatever, you want something from Amazon, you order it, two-day delivery, yeah. and you get it. Yeah. So I think a lot of that mentality that the new generation has kind of stems from that. Mm-hmm. We definitely live in a microwave generation. Yeah. Right? You just put it in there two minutes and boom, I got my, my full meal. Right. And so I, but in the workforce, we are, we are definitely looking for people with experience. We want, we want to develop with you yeah. and we want you to help the company develop, right? We go back to that whole adapting thing. And so we are looking for those people, regardless of what industry you're going into, they're going to be looking for people who are going to make the company better and make the company grow. Um, and so you definitely got to go in with that mentality of, you know, maybe you're working at McDonald's and maybe you hate it. You know, maybe you hate the fact that you leave there every day smelling like fries. Okay. But do your best. Go in there and work as hard as you can because you don't know where that could lead to. Yeah. You don't know one day you're, you're out there and you're, you're having a good time. You know, you, you got good customer service. You got a smile on your face. You're giving your best. You don't know who's going to come through those doors. Yeah. Maybe it is a CEO of some company you want to work for. You never know. They come in through those doors. They see you and you're like, man, that kid right there. 
He's always smiling. Every time I come in, all he's doing is cooking fries. And he's got great customer service. I'm looking for somebody with great customer service. Hey, man, come over here. Let me have a conversation with you. Yeah. You don't know where that leads to. Yeah. Right? I, I think I heard, uh, and I can't remember his name, but it was this guy from uh, Saturday Night Live. He does the weekend updates. I can't remember his name. But uh, he got that job selling T-shirts on the street of New York City. Like he was just out there selling T-shirts. And one day, um, the, the guy, I don't know, the big boss at SNL, whatever his yeah. name is, Lauren Michaels, thank you. <laughs> Lauren Michaels comes in. <laughs> How do you forget Lauren Michaels, man? <laughs> Lauren Michaels is like walking. I think this is what I heard. Like yeah. he was walking down the street and this kid is selling T-shirts. And, and the way he was selling it, like he was, he was being funny yeah. and he was being like very, he's got great enthusiasm and he's just like out there. And that, 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 that impacted Lauren in a way where he's up in his ivory tower. He's up in his nice little office and he's thinking about this kid telling, selling t-shirts and he goes down there and he's like, dude, you want a job? You know, you never know those opportunities that, that could come up. Yeah, so don't sure. ever look at a job and just be like, I hate this job and go in there with that attitude. Yeah. And I think for any job that you do have, you should do the best that you can at it. Yeah. Because that is going to give you a gratification for yourself that you perform the job to the fullest extent of your ability. And also people are going to like your work, yeah. whether it's flipping fries or, you know, reviewing job applications. Yeah. And we've had, I mean, we've had at our agency too, we've had people come in just a couple of months ago. We walk into this client, a new client of ours, and we're talking to the, the production manager mm -hmm. and he's telling us about the position and all these things. And he says, you know, to us, you know, I know how hard it is for an agency to find the right, the right person and the right fit. I know it's difficult because I used to work with you guys. I used to, I got this job at this company through forge industrial staffing. Yeah. You know, I was able to come in on an entry level position with no thought of ever being being a production manager, yeah. being a, a, a floor manager. Never had that in my in my wildest dreams. I just came in looking for a job as a young kid, yeah. and I came into the, this is the first job you guys got me. I liked the company. I liked what I was doing. I gave my best, and I just did what I had to do every single day. I came to work, yeah. and look at me now. I'm a production manager. I'm making good money. You know, and he, he enjoyed his job. He really did enjoy it. So, again, you never know what doors of opportunity are going to open up to you and, and getting out there. So always do your best. Always give your best. When you show up to the interview, dress to impress. Impress those people. And, and you never, again, you never know what possibilities. Maybe you're going in for that one job and they're like, I think you'd be a better fit for this other position. Yeah. And you, you never know. So definitely go in uh, and impress those people as best as you can for sure want our employees to be safe. Um, so we take that stuff very seriously. But some of these accidents that happen, you're like, really? What were you doing up there? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why didn't you have the safety equipment that we provided? And so like these videos here, you just played one with this guy. It looks like he's like, I don't know, he's he's soldering or something yeah, uh, or cutting uh, maybe a, a rail track or something. That's what it looks like, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and the rail track definitely comes back and smacks him hard in the face. Yeah, and uh, definitely. I don't think there's much you can do because you could wear safety glasses. And well, still get you, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely don't want to be like down in it though while you're doing it. Because yeah. that thing's definitely going to come up, and he's definitely going <laughs> to. In some of these accidents, obviously, they could uh, they could be avoided very easily. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like that one right there. I'm gonna play uh, one twenty one.
Alright, so he's on a some sort of roof. But like why would he even be on the edge of the Oh wow. No, nothing happened. So he's literally standing right on the the support pillar. So he used the support pillar yeah. <laughs> as his base, right? <laughs> he's lucky nothing happened to him though. And then the whole roof collapsed on him. And I've seen other videos where they're kind of doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And they're standing on the roof that they're like cutting with the plan of like, I'm demolishing this roof. So I'm going to stand on top of the roof that I'm going to demolish. Yeah. And then they're surprised when they fall through it. Dude, so. that's insane. <laughs> Don't they have like harnesses usually? Well, there's definitely some uh, OSHA <laughs> policies, regulations in place so that you can avoid those type of yeah. accidents. Those guys definitely do. Either they disregarded them, avoided or ignored them, or uh, just didn't know that they were there. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> what is the segment? Why are you so stupid? Come on. <laughs> So we're at 57 seconds on total idiot at work 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually happens quite often. Uh, like <laughs> in the industrial world where you got like you, you've got this, the and I forget what they're called, but yeah. you're, you're, you've got the, um, what do you call the, it's not the high-low, but it's the one that you pull. I forget what those are called. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Look it up real quick. Like the pallet jack? <laughs> the pallet jack. That's it, man. The pallet jack. And quite often these guys, they're moving the pallet jack. Yeah. And there's like no harness around the product or anything like that. So this thing is like swaying back and forth. And right here in this video, that's definitely what happened. They're, they're moving this pallet jack. And I don't even know what the plan was once they got the pallet jack to the edge of the truck. Because there's, there isn't a ramp or anything like that. So I don't know what. Maybe they were going to take the crates off one at a time. But. Uh, they just lost all their products on that one. Yeah. In fact, when I used to work uh, with the industrial, uh, I used to work at a job where we manufactured glass. We cut glass, and we followed none of the OSHA regulations. I can tell you that right now. I didn't even know what OSHA was when I started <laughs> there. And um, they actually had me jump on the forklift of a high-low. Yeah. And it was raw glass oh, sitting man. on this high-low, and they're transporting it from the truck into the into the uh, the, the factory. And they had me stand on the forklift. So I've got one leg on one forklift and the other on the other. And I'm literally like hugging the raw glass to, to make sure that it doesn't sway or move or anything like that. And so we're going. And the guy that's driving the high-low is like at full speed in this factory. And I'm and like, just holding it. And I'm just holding on for dear life. And I'm thinking, I'm dead. Right? Oh, yeah. That's... And so he gets to where we were supposed to go. And he hits the brakes. Like, <laughs> so I do this. Oh, thing. I got smashed. And I did. Oh, you did? So, you know, I do this thing where I'm, like, going backwards. Yeah. And then, like, just smash right back into the raw glass, and my finger got pinched right behind the glass. Jeez. And, <laughs> I mean, it could have got bad. I had to get stitches. Yeah. I had to get stitches, and I was so just angry with this guy. Yeah. But, I mean, all of that could have been avoided had I had the company been following OSHA regulations. They would have probably just got a harness and strapped it yeah. instead of having a kid that's probably the best it. outcome to that situation because... Oh, it could have been a lot worse. You, I had... In fact, there was a guy that when that happened to me, he was telling me the exact same thing happened to him. But in his case, he pulled his hand out and actually it stripped all the meat off of his skin oh. down to the bones. And like it was just dangling there. Yeah. So, yeah, it could have been a whole lot worse. But follow the rules, guys. Yeah, follow the, the regulations. They're there to protect you. That. <laughs> These are the forklift guys. So, like, we probably have a lot of forklifts. Oh, yeah, we get a lot of them. We get a lot of them. But this one specifically... 
deals with the weight of the the cargo that they had on yeah. there. Yeah. So like a lot of these forklifts and you know cargo vehicles. They but like okay, so you do that again. So they're on the forklift. Are, are they on the forklift? Yeah. They're all so you got to balance the weight. <laughs> so you got two guys standing on the back of the forklift to try to <laughs> to balance the weight so it doesn't tip over. That's insane. So don't do that. Please yeah. don't do that in the workplace. You can go to four oh three. This is that's it. Right? Yeah, that was too much pressure and tire. Yeah, oh, no, that's not the one. This is it. The regret nothing truck. <laughs> the truck literally says regret nothing. <laughs> and there goes all the product. That driver is definitely regretting it. Oh, yeah. And he keeps moving. Does he have he has he no idea or he just doesn't care? Either way, he, he, yeah. he, he lost his job. That's for sure. <laughs> My gosh. Let me go to 655 now. And we keep getting these videos of people like demolishing walls. Another forklift one. Another forklift one. You got poured on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he deserved that. Yeah. He deserved that. <laughs> oh, guys, trying to have fun at work. Too funny, man. But yeah, definitely don't be a dummy at work. <laughs> don't be a dope. And then like this other time at that exact same company I'm working at, there was a, the, for, the same guy on his forklift. We obviously didn't learn our lesson. And he's got the glass on there and he hits the brake again and the glass starts to lean forward. Mm -hmm. Like he was depending on the gravity and, and the weight of the glass to, to keep it there. So he hits the brake and the glass starts to lean forward. And I run it like just out of instinct. It wasn't like I was thinking about it. Out of instinct, I ran to push the glass back. And the weight like was so heavy that I mean it's leaning on me, but at this point I can't I can't like back up because it's gonna fall on me now. Yeah. So I'm like just there, just trying to hold it up. And the, a guy behind him was on another forklift, saw this happening, and he jumps off of his forklift, doesn't put the forklift on and park. The forklift con forklift continues to drive, and he runs to to help me. I mean yeah. I'm grateful that he helped me because that stuff would have crushed me. And so he comes over, he pushes it back, but the forklift continues to drive right into a machine, and the whole machine just collapses. <laughs> Needless to say, I got out of there. Yeah, <laughs> I no longer work for that company. And there's a lot of cases where, like, there's a forklift driver yeah. in a warehouse facility. Yeah, there's a bunch of product. Yeah, and then they tip one over, and yeah. the rest is domino everything effects. is domino everything effects. Yeah. And all of it again could be avoided. Just by simply following the rules, regulations yeah. that are in place, you know. Also, probably don't drink or do drugs <laughs> while you're don't on. Don't be under the yeah, yeah under the influence. Yeah, isn't I mean you're not driving like a like a vehicle to. I mean, I mean it is a vehicle, right. but still, you know, be precautious. Yeah. Well, you know, and the nice thing about you know working for a company like Forge Industrial Staffing is that we have we have a board. Of managers and, and and other employees that focus solely on the safety of our associates. Yeah. So that's really cool. You know, they're they're constantly looking at 
the different OSHA rules and regulations. They're constantly looking at in the event that there is an incident or accident. How can we avoid that next time? How can we avoid anyone else getting hurt or injured? So it's really cool having that here at Forge Industrial Staffing. So if you're out there looking for work, definitely look into the company that, you, that you're trying to get a job with. Look into do they have a safety program? Do they have any kind of safety protocol? Because you definitely don't want to work for a company where you may not make it back home alive. Oh, because yeah. they don't follow those regulations. They don't follow. The, we're watching these videos and they're funny because like the people are obviously, you know, they're not severely, severely injured. injured and losing, you know, limbs or anything like that, you know. But uh, that definitely could be the case. And, and yeah. you know, you, you go into a like place. Positions like Especially. Government. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I say that we, we get those incidents, we get those accidents. They do happen. But, you know, nowadays it's. It doesn't happen as often because we have this this program where we're looking at these safety uh, hazards and yeah. how we can avoid those injuries. So definitely look into that kind of stuff if you're out there, and don't don't be like these dummies <laughs> in these videos that we're watching, where they're they're just kind of like, yeah, whatever happens yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely don't do it. Don't do it, people. Don't get out there and hurt yourself. We want you to keep working. <laughs> well, I hope everybody enjoyed today's episode here with my. Good co-host, so what, Santiago. What, what do the podcast say? This is episode 101. Is that, is that how they do it? I don't know how they yeah. do it. <laughs> zero, zero, 001. So this is our very first episode. Yeah, no guests. Just, just me and Jesus uh, winging it here. Yeah, winging it for sure. <laughs> but we hope to get better as you know we progress with this yeah. because... Yeah. We want to have fun with it. Yeah. You know, and uh, we definitely invite all of the listeners, the hundreds and hundreds of listeners out there. Eventually. Yeah. They're going to look back at this podcast episode. And say, that's how it started. That's how it started. And look where they came from and look where they're at now. (laughs) That's the whole. That's that's, how it's going to be. That's the dream. No, that's going to happen. (laughs) It's going to be awesome if it does happen that way. But if you are listening uh, and you have questions and stuff like that, we are going to provide you that opportunity to ask those questions for sure so you know more information to come we on that also kind of want to do a segment later on where we actually take calls from people <sighs> like larry and, king like i want to be just like him so that's my dream yeah. <laughs> and now and out of the callers <laughs> but yeah we definitely want to do some more stuff like that and, and bring more guests on yep yeah. yeah so stay tuned you guys definitely this is tuned. just the beginning we're gonna have fun with this and so um yeah, definitely let us know what you think. And if you like it, I don't know. Is there like a Comment. like, like I mean, button? We're going to put them in all social media yeah. platforms that we have. But Hit the like Comment. button. Hit the follow button. Hit the bell. Everything. Um, I don't know what else there is out there. but Everything. Just do hit all, all the buttons. <laughs> if you didn't like it, tell us what we could do better to improve. If yeah. you did like it, put a comment down below. Share it. Make us famous. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't want to be famous. I like my life, but. You know, like anything in my life, I do Make want, the it. I do want it to be a success. Make the podcast famous. <laughs> yeah, That's so. what matters. But we do appreciate you guys. Anybody out there who is listening, we appreciate you. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, there's more to come. Um, sure. Different segments. We're definitely going to have fun with this. And uh, we're definitely going to be talking a lot more about what's happening here in Michigan and what's happening internationally in the world. So um, if you guys have any ideas, definitely let us know. And uh, be more than happy to... Uh, Bring to to the public what they want. Yes, we are we are the people's. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but, <laughs> but the people's. Yeah. We're the people's people's. I don't know. People's podcast. The people's podcast. People's so. people's. 
So we thank you guys for listening in on what is the name of the podcast? Forging the Future. Forging the Future. I love it, man. It's just so inspirational, so motivational. So thanks, you guys, for uh, listening. And uh, we uh, hope to continue to motivate and inspire you guys. Yes. Thank you. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>